Hello, hello, and what's up, and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. You're going really, like, mellow today. Hello. <laughs> I'm mellow. Welcome to another MoGraph podcast. I'm a little hot. I didn't adjust my camera. I'll have to do that here in a second. But welcome That's to the right. show. We've got a little headline show ready for you today. And if you saw that little uh, preview there, that, uh, mm-hmm. that little video, we'll be talking about that in, uh, in just a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we managed to get this together today. I was uh, getting everything ready up until literally 10 seconds ago. So I had faith in you. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> nothing, imp- nothing improves performance like the last second. <laughs> so, no. you know, we're almost there. I'll fix my hotness mm-hmm. later. Uh, I need to adjust my my uh, my cup to where once you, you drink it. You got the logo on. on the right side. There, you there go. we go. Get that, that Camograph Camo logo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. we got a good show. Make sure you follow us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. We're actually on TikTok right now. Uh, I'm hoping people are watching on there. I'm looking to see. But if you could, like, tap the screen, you know, get them likes. Uh you know, copy the link so it shares. Will they whatever. shadow ban you if you ask for likes? No, no, no. You can do like that. YouTube does or something. No, you ask people because liking is like tapping the screen a whole bunch, and the more mm-hmm. you tap it, the uh, more like it goes up to the FYP. That's kind of gotcha. You know, that's how it works, yeah. and you get m- more like you can share, but sharing is just copying the link. You don't have to send it to anyone because they're assuming that gotcha. you're sending it to somebody but oh right 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 yeah so so follow that. us on all the things for show clips and other gems we got some other shorts and things coming up uh, a lot of good clips uh, that we've been posting on reels and yeah too so follow us there and uh also one of the reasons we're able to bring you all that stuff is because of our sponsor otoy and otoy is our 2024 universal sponsor uh, they're the reason that we can bring you more in 24. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, what are you going to do for 25? Do you already have it planned out? Oh, I hit the wrong button. Hold on. Yeah, you oh, did. no. <laughs> oh, no. I ruined it all. It's all ruined. That's the one thing that I have to figure out is, like, I, I always accidentally bring up this the wrong thing on my right side. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to try it again. Here we go. I have two, yeah, I go. Have two stream decks. That's the thing. So, Jeez. Why don't you get just one stream deck, like I, one of the massive ones? I have a massive one and a small one. Oh, never and mind I'm that. Still like, yeah. <laughs> and the problem is that that the the Otoy thing doesn't come up with my right-handed stream deck. Gotcha. I, I have the right-handed stream deck, and I can switch back and forth, but right, it doesn't right, right, switch right. in the Otoy parameters. Yeah, it's gotcha. crazy complicated. Anyway, Otoy. Yeah. Now that you've seen yes. a preview of all of our headlines for the day. Um, <laughs> this is why I need more time to prepare. I could not be preparing Monday morning. This is not good. Uh, they're the makers of Octane, Octane Render and the Render Network. With Octane Render and the Render Network, you can make beautiful renders, and you can render them mm-hmm. quickly. You all know Jules. He was just on the show. So make yeah. sure you go to Otoy.com, thank Jules, and thank Otoy for making our show possible and bringing you more in 24. You know what I'm saying? So, we're just going to go right into it. Oh, we've got a, po- a poll follow-up from last week, by the way. Last week's poll was, mm-hmm. are we effed? <laughs> last week's poll. That's, that's, that's too tight. It's uh, too close for my comfort. Yeah. Well, yeah. 48% said yes. 
52% said no, but it was neck and neck. It was going back all week, I think. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, we got that, uh, that death clock, you know, so yeah. we'll just keep an eye on it. We're 90 seconds till midnight. So we'll see what happens. So, uh, let's go ahead and just, uh, get into headlines, shall we? Let's do it. Now I'm going to make sure that I have all my things on my right hand working. Good. <laughs> Good. I can go to you. Camera one. Camera two. Okay. The digital oh. art <laughs> death match. This is. Y'all, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. It's here. I'm excited about this. It's the last stop of the DAT tour, technically, yes. officially. It's the digital art death match at Beeple Studios. This is going to be May 4th. In Charleston, South Carolina. So make sure that you uh, go to our Slack because our community gets first dibs at this. So yes. go to our Slack channel. Uh, it's the Digital Art Deathmatch Slack channel. And if you're not on a the MoGraph.com Slack, yeah. Yeah, on the MoGraph. If you're not on the Slack, email us and we'll, we'll, we'll send yeah. you an invite. Yeah. Um, there's going to be art showcases. There's going to be speakers. There's going to be mm-hmm. a bracketed death match where yes. people will face off uh, doing like 10-minute dailies, essentially, right? Yes. So, so everybody uh, who ends up on the pool, which you know we will be announcing speakers and how to participate soon – um, mm-hmm. that's, that's coming next. Just make sure you get on the list to, just to come. If you want to participate, that's going to be the next thing that we'll get into here. You know, there'll be some links that go out and things, and we'll show you how you can get involved. Because there will be brackets, and these brackets are, will have stations of computers set up. People will, will be doing multiple people at once from the brackets, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be like eight computer stations set up and uh, ten minutes to do a daily based on a prompt of some sort. 10 minutes go and it's going to be rowdy yeah it's going to be it, rowdy we so the video that uh dave is showing right now it's we did a, a like, run through test of yeah. it we invited a bunch of people out you know to come hang out at people studios last june or july and we did like basically a test to see if this would actually uh if this would work and we had we had so much fun it is going to be mm-hmm. y'all y'all you you don't know you don't know how great it is and how much fun it's going to be until you're there and you're you know you could be like ah whatever 10 minute renders but it is like we've all we all participated and it was it was, it was intense and it was fun and it was rough and it was great and i it was the most it was one of the most fun things i did last year was that uh was that test run yeah, and you know one of the things about it too, we didn't have. A, I mean, we had a considerable amount of people there, but we didn't have we too did. many people there. But you can imagine yeah. though, uh, this plus I don't know six hundred people around screaming and yelling, yeah, and you on. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be uh, it's gonna get rowdy. It's going to get rowdy, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be so fun. So there'll be more coming from that soon. I think I can go ahead and say this, that uh, Nick Campbell is going to be the MC. Um, Yes. We won't talk about the speakers or anything, but you can see Nick Campbell here in the thing. He is going to be the MC. It's going to be great. There'll be a panel of judges. We're going to announce all that stuff uh, pretty soon. But just if you want to go, South Carolina, May 4th. May 4th. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Star Wars Day. Make sure that you go to our Slack. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll have more information there. Or if you've got questions like where should I stay or, you know, what airport or anything like that, the Slack's the best place to uh, get a hold of us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or you can email us, us directly, uh, info at mograph.com. Yes, and if you if you hadn't heard from us recently, please try again. We we <laughs> yes. upgraded the website, and so like the little mail form was not sending. So yeah. if you don't hear from us like on Slack, you usually hear from us right away, like same day. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Um, all right. So uh, before we go to headline number two, I just wanted to uh, do a poll a little early today because we're going to come back yes. around. Kind of makes sense. Uh, later on but the poll today is do you think that unreal will ever replace popular dcc's completely that's now this week's poll here's the question here's a question on that are you talking about replacing all or do you think people are still going to use some like 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 v-ray for example is still around and still get used but but it's not a majority it doesn't have a majority share you know now of like render but that's engines a render engine i'm talking about right. replacing blender cinema 4d oh all right if that's the case as like this is what everybody uses to animate because mm-hmm. i won't I, we won't get into it yet because i'm i'll talk mm-hmm. about it in another headline uh sure. but that's where i want to start do you think unreal will ever replace popular dccs like right now if you're going to animate something it's going to be cinema 4d it's gonna be blender it's gonna yeah. be maya some people are using unreal but do you think it's going to be like the majority moves over to unreal because i don't think so so i'm gonna yeah, say i don't no think so either on that but a lot yeah, of people i said no i i won't get into it i won't get it we'll talk about See, it if later you we'll if, if you had if you had changed it to where do you think um a good majority of people are going to be going to be rendering in unreal you know in the coming years or something i would almost certainly say yes like I think that pipeline, especially with what uh, Maxon's been coming out with, you know, with uh, that we'll get into, you know, with the new updates and stuff. Yeah. I think that's and then uh, uh, Otoy already has the the real time stuff uh, in Unreal. I'm I I can see it. I could see it happening. I okay. Let's wait for that headline. <laughs> Let's go to headline yeah, number yeah, yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, we'll go back. Because yeah. I want everybody to vote. Let me put this back up on the screen, though, so that everybody can uh, scan it. Oh, look. See, mm-hmm. it's coming in already. We got people voting. So scan the QR code. Oh, I was also going to say, now, it, this should work. If you go to MoGraph.com slash weekly poll. Now, I know that, Ooh. like, you know, a very small handful of people in comparison watch the show. So if you're listening in, in your car, which is where probably most of the audience is, or at mm-hmm. work in your ear pods... You can now go nice. to MoGraph.com slash weekly poll. It's an ugly page, but it will take you to this to where you can vote every week. <laughs> it's going to be the same link every week. So if you want uh-huh. to bookmark it or whatever so you can participate, we leave it up all week. It's active for podcast listeners. If you're not watching live, if you're not watching on mm-hmm. YouTube, go there. Tell us what you think. And, uh, yeah, and we'll review it next week. So uh, we'll circle back around that, around to that in a minute. So, yeah, there we go. Cool. Oh, sorry, you got me right mid mid, mid yawn. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, so we announced the, for those who uh, didn't know, we announced the MoGraph.com is in open beta for everyone, uh, which we are super, super excited about. Um, we had a bunch of people sign up already, which is great. I've seen a bunch of people upload their reels, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and some people even uploading their uh, their projects. It's really cool to see people you know, starting to use it. We've uh, added almost twice as many groups as we had when we started, which is so fantastic. I'm really excited about that. Um, but one of the major things, you know, with this update is uh, we accidentally messed up our reCAPTCHA and um, our mail stuff wasn't going to us. So if you've sent us right. something in, I don't know, maybe even the past six months, we may not have well, gotten that email submission from the website. So. I feel like if you're we were asking getting... for a Slack invite or something like that. Yeah. Feel I... free to shoot us either an email or the submission is now working. Well, I feel like we got actually like almost, you know, three or four Slack requests a day for a while. And yes. I didn't realize all of a yeah. sudden we weren't getting any. I didn't think about it. I know. I For some reason, I, I just thought, I, I honestly thought we were just like not popular anymore. <laughs> I was starting to worry, but no, it's, it's because our submission stuff has been down, you know, um, also, uh, for those who are on the website who are using it. And if you find some like bugs or something, we Mm -hmm. added a report, a bug, uh, form, uh, down at the bottom. So you just click on that. Um, we're, you know, it's, it's an open beta. So we're excited that people are using it. I'd love to see people use the activity feed more, uh, more, you know, and, uh, actually post some of their work or, you know, say what you're up to and stuff I, yeah. I i really like that feature of it um but yeah you might have to clean up that feed a little bit because it's showing like too much um i did update that so that was something okay. that i actually updated last week um uh you may have seen so and so followed so and so so and so and like that was just it so like i actually got rid of that functionality so now it's just a straight feed of you know what people are posting okay. and stuff like that it's really cool yeah. so uh uh yeah really excited for the new MoGraph.com. If you're not on, um, if you have an Otoy account, you have a MoGraph.com account. We right. use a Otoy single sign-on, so feel free to uh, log in. Um, it uses your uh, initially uses your Otoy forum username, but you can right. go in and change that in your settings to if you if you want to be something else. So, right. Right. Uh, but yeah, you can sign up, go to MoGraph.com, and click the login button and sign in through your Otoy account. If if you don't have an Okotoy account, you can make one and you'll be in. Super excited. And are the nickname things working yet or no? Are we still working yep. on that? Yep. Oh, okay. Nope, cool, it's all good. Cool. Yeah, we were able cool. to fix that at actually. So we announced the, the show on Monday and um, we were working through like a display name. Oh. D- the display name stuff was like, you know, uh, a big a whole reason why we held back for like a couple months is because we needed to get that uh, display main uh, display name because you can't like whatever your Otoy forum name is like it was stuck as that and you couldn't change it through Otoy. So luckily the guys over at uh, big shout out to uh, Matt over at uh, Otoy was able to build in a display name thing. And so we were able to get that updated and then get everything updated to where it automatically updates your profile as well. So, right. you know, it you're not stuck with, you know, cool guy 420 uh, yeah. dot mograph.com. Chunky lover also, 69. Um, 
for those who don't know, um, one of my favorite things about the new site is you can actually do subdomains. So like me, for example, on all my resume, I've, I, I put all my work on my MoGraph page and my demo reel and everything. I have it on my resume now as mattmilstead.mograph.com. That is my page. You know, right. it's, I, I'm really, I, I was really excited about it. That was the thing I was most excited about was getting, you know, that subdomain so that I can tell everyone mattmilstead.mograph.com. Yeah, that is you pretty know. cool. Um, so. Now we have a recursive problem here. It's a very meta kind of bug, which is the bug, yes. the bug report has a bug. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even see that. That's funny. You need permission. Need How do you report that? <laughs> the world's going to explode. Uh, one thing that I think it, it, a lot of people should be aware of, I believe there's, at your first login, sometimes there's a weird page API error that comes up. Uh, so you hit refresh, yes. and that goes away, but we're working on that, too. Yes. I have yeah, no yeah. idea why it does that, because I, I don't know enough about the web. So Right. Anything else in, the, in, in there, or are we, uh, we moving right along? All right, the bug, the you need permission bug should be fixed right. now. The bug no longer has a bug. The bug yeah. reporting no longer has a bug. Um, no, but we'll we'll let people know. We'll keep people updated about you know new features and stuff. We have a whole slew of features that we're going to add. Uh, we are really excited about the updates that hopefully are coming this year mm -hmm. um, in or for the website, and you know uh, we look forward to everyone using it. Uh, hop on MoGraph.com and sign up. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. yep. Uh, Dances for Peas says looks like it's working. Uh, took went to a Google form. Yeah, we have just a Google cool. form for the bugs. So yeah, we appreciate everybody helping us with that. We're going to craft it into something that everybody yes uh, enjoys, and we're going to mm -hmm. do the changes that people ask for because we want it to be something that everybody loves to use. So. There yeah, we go. in addition to some really cool things that we want. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Cool. So uh, Maxon has done some software updates this week. Mm -hmm. um, they, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know what the point number is or anything. I didn't really look that up. I, because... I don't know. I, I don't know. They've just been pushing updates, you know, yeah. which has its ups and downs, but, you know. Well, the biggest thing is that I don't really install anything right away anyway, so I know I don't you don't realize that some of these uh, not are... a lot of studios do either. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Winkleman doesn't either. No. He's on like <laughs> what? R15. I don't know. <laughs> R15 and uh and Adobe, no, not Adobe, Macromedia Fireworks, right? Macromedia Fire right, Fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> I just learned Shift C yesterday. <laughs> So uh, some of the updates that they have, um, you got Redshift support for hardware accelerated ray tracing on Apple M3 devices, mm -hmm. uh, which I guess is great for people who have Apples and Redshift. I have neither of those, so I can't attest to whether or not that's good or not. Yeah, I don't know. Or? I don't know. I, I don't know anyone who has an M3 right now. I'm still waiting for the uh, Mac Studio M3 to come out, and I'm going to upgrade to that one. Like, I love my Mac Studio. It's my favorite computer. I don't even know. I didn't even know M3. What are M3s in? Compute the. the They're laptops? in the laptops right now. I didn't even know they were. So. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The M3s are out, um, but there's not the M3 Ultra or whatever. Like goes in the Mac Studio and the Mac Pro. So I, I have a feeling they'll probably announce those later on this this year. You know, and then, yeah. 
I mean, this is this is an amazing computer, and I am I'm very and yeah, the M1 Ultra is just fantastic. And being able to finally work like back in the Mac ecosystem and stuff like that, I'm telling you, man, if you bought one, you'd be like, all right, I'm in. Well, I wouldn't be. Able they're just to... expensive for like what you know. They're expensive, and you don't get a lot of GPU speed. It's like the equivalent of like a 3070, which is right. fine if you've got a million other render nodes, especially with you know Octane working cross-platform now. You know, I don't have right. any issues. It's fantastic. Well, the only thing that I would be able to use it for is as a Mac, which is just using my mail and using my like I, it would never yeah. replace this workstation here. There's no way I could do all this streaming stuff with a Mac. It's just impossible. Yeah, maybe. I don't know about that. I don't know. About you know that. All the NDI I, stuff and the Streamlab stuff. <laughs> I, I got to get just, that FireWire back. Yeah, <laughs> use some of your old stuff. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Well, okay. So other things that they have the Houdini. A new Houdini plugin for Redshift. Um, I was trying to see any details on it, but their website yeah. didn't even say anything about it. So I was huh. a little confused about like what that is. It just said quality of life updates. So okay. maybe it's just back end repair stuff. I have no idea. Yeah, may, yeah maybe it's having to do something with like pulling attributes or something like that. You know? Yeah. Well, QOL. QOL. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. But uh, as far as, like, other things are concerned, um, let's see. We've got the – oh, the Asset Browser, right? The Asset Browser, you can now hover over uh, things in the Asset Browser to see it animate, you know, kind of like a, a YouTube oh, cool. thumbnail or something, you know, yeah. so it kind of animates. Uh, you've got the uh, comprehensive support for browsing – uh, and adding Adobe Substance materials, I think a lot of people are are excited about that. So a lot yeah. more with Adobe the Substance, Substance stuff has been a big thing that people are excited about. Like yeah. I see it all over X, and hopefully soon MoGraph.com. Uh, people <laughs> talking about you know how excited they are about the new Substance editions. Mm -hmm. And let's see, the other thing that they got is. Uh, Oh, the exported GLTF files, the or the GTFO mm. files, as I call them. GTFO files. <laughs> uh, they, they now include skin deformations, which is, um, which is cool, I guess. Like, I yeah. guess, I, I don't know what people are exporting those out for exactly, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um I guess that's good. <laughs> but also, the only thing I've seen GLTF stuff is in like online, you know, doing it through a web browser yeah, or like something like Facebook. that. Facebook. I mean, it's cool that it does that. It's just like I don't. Yeah. I don't know what people are using that for. Right. You know, um, because yeah. like like for me, my question is, can can we get point level easing for the love of God? Right. Right. <laughs> and stop telling me that I can do linear points and then time remap them. It's a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. Why can I not do point level easing? Everybody does all yeah. sorts of cool looking graphics and they're two and a half D and you want to animate splines and you want to make them look good. Can you ease mm -hmm. them? No. Because I mean, reasons. you you can put them into a pose morph and ease those, but that's an extra step. It, it Yeah. It's just like a pose morph with extra steps. <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh, let's see what else we got here USD export 
now incorporates support for PSR animations. We can get that's cool. Yeah, and but that's why I say you know we've got uh, it, it has support for PSR animation, but can you ease it? Right. Anyway, uh, more robust connection between Cinema 4D and ZBrush. Also, now in Cineware, the UE5 uh that data i am very excited about yeah Yeah. lots of improvements to it um Mm -hmm. direct link for cinema 4d and transfer of animations has been updated not something i play with a lot but i think you do this yes i have messed with this and actually like this is probably my favorite update i was waiting for this and i wasn't sure whether how long it was going to be before they added in the ability to add animation to it but like the the live direct link stuff is really cool mm-hmm. it's very similar to the way after effects and premiere work where you know you have a project in cinema you can direct live link it over to unreal you know go through unreal do your stuff and then come back to cinema if you want to make adjustments and it's it's very cool and now that it's updating animations just oh so much better mm-hmm. like that was the one thing that was really holding them back i think you know was the animations it was cool that you could bring in you know uh, uh, your stuff from cinema, but you couldn't bring in the animation. So it was kind of worthless. You had to go, you know, if you wanted to bring in animations, you either right. have to do it through FBX or mm-hmm. Olympic or, you know, do it through the Datasmith uh, import stuff. Yeah. My whole life over the, or my whole life for the past, like two or three months, any of the work that I've done has all been unreal, you know? And so uh, this is a big quality of life stuff. Yeah. I wish it the is... biggest thing is I wish they could, I, I, I they will get a much higher group of people using it if they can get almost a one for one right look right, right, right. on the lighting and the textures like that's right. the thing that you know you, you basically the 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 work you know the workflow for it in my opinion is go through do all your animation in cinema get that good to go and then don't do any lighting or any texturing or anything like that. Then bring it into, you know, Unreal Engine and do all of it from there. Yeah, Brett. Brett said pretty minor update. It is a pretty yeah. minor update. I would say that the Unreal thing is probably mm-hmm. the most significant thing, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? I agree. Um, yeah, Jeff and says, I think some of the USD stuff. People have been asking for USD stuff. I mean, not me, and you know, but. I know there's right. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's there's dozens of us. Dozens of <laughs> us. Jeff Burns says GLB and GLTFs are used a ton for online gaming. I, that, yeah, that makes sense. That totally yeah. makes sense. And that's I guess why it's good for the skin deformations because yeah, characters right. Yep. Bring bring in your characters. Uh, yep. Matt Himmon said uh, uh, one of his digital production guys from a show brought in an M3 laptop and it just screamed oh. through ProRes footage. I can I can see that with the ProRes wow. footage. Yeah, I will tell you, all my Adobe apps are a million times more stable on a Mac. If I were just, like, doing editing and some a little bit of After Effects, I'd probably do that. I can see, yeah. I could see that, you know. But other than that, I don't know. I just... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that's about it in that world. I'm, I am yeah. guessing that we're going to see more soon anyway because it is, uh, you know, it's getting close to NAB. And we yeah, usually absolutely. see something around then, right? So, you know, yep. that's Q. That's Q. All right, what else we got? 
Um, the new uh, so Merc is back. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a couple of like AI things that came up this week that I think are really cool. You know, uh, people. You know, all of us are complaining about AI art and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, after the Sora stuff, this was actually a very welcome addition this past week. Um, but Merck is, um, he's working on a new plugin called, uh, I believe it's Aaron 4D. Uh, but basically, it's a direct link to, I'm not sure what. Probably um, some stable diffusion back in. Probably stable diffusion or something like that. But for me, I think this is awesome. It's a great way to like iterate or something like that. Uh, I think what would be, it, it's it's a great way to, you know, art direct uh, your um, your AI art and stuff like that so that you can actually go through and uh, uh, like create something really quickly and iterate and art direct. Um, I also think, and I think I saw this in one of his other posts where it will, uh, after you find the one that you want, you can then project that texture onto yes. your actual stuff, yes. which I think is that, really cool. That was you a know? different so thing, right? That was uh, some some other tool someone was developing, I thought. No, I think this is still Merc. I think it's got oh. the ability to add that in after the fact. It's like, okay, oh, okay, cool. This is good. Now let's go ahead and project that texture onto our actual geometry so that we can then animate it from there. Okay. Which is really, right. that's pretty rad. Yeah. So I think that's going to be, that'll be great for artists, you know, um, uh, especially the art directability of it to be able to easily iterate. And then um, another thing that I really liked, um, I oh, saw this Oh, by the way, before we move away from Merc, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am glad that they upgraded his AI so he could get back to work. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have Merc back. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I knew whatever he did was going to be awesome. And yeah. I, I have a feeling mm -hmm. this is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. So um, the other the other thing that we found this week uh, that I really liked, it's called Glygen, um, I believe. So it's again, I, I think the biggest thing that with AI um, and using it in a workflow is going to be art directability like Sora. Yes, looked awesome. But where's the art direction on that? You mm -hmm. know? It's it's there's it's just it's just stock photos, you know, once you can fully art direct something like that, it's going to be awesome, you know, and then <clears throat> I think that's probably where some of the jobs may start to move to is, you know, more of like a art director or a creative director, you know, people who understand art history and understand, you know, uh, uh, basic design principles and stuff like that, who are mm -hmm. able to actually direct this stuff. But the, uh, Glygen, um, it's pretty cool. So basically you give it a prompt, you tell it the things that you want in the scene. For example, this picture is like a a, a woman and then a cat and then you trace out where you want them to be or the size in relation as these, as these little boxes and stuff which is mm -hmm. really cool and then on top of it um, you can add like different styles so someone put the Microsoft logo where it's just a flat design or someone threw in you know uh, 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 
uh, the Starry oh, Night by Van Gogh. Oh, a spatial you know, prompt and, so it, and an image prompt. That's yes, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it oh. you know, it'll see the position and where you want it by the squares that you draw, and then you can also give it like an image and say match this particular style, which I think is really cool. You know, it's nothing for video; it's all images. Right, but right, like, right, if right. you're wanting to build something out, I think it's a really cool, it's a really cool uh, uh, thing, and I think that's. Uh, I, I don't know, like, that's where I want to see it going, you know? I want us to still keep the tools that we have and still keep the knowledge that we have and be able to more directly art direct something, you know? Right, right. That's what will, that's what will help be successful. Like, the stuff that, <clears throat> it's why I thought all the stuff that Adobe is doing with it is is good because the generative fill stuff is just fantastic. You can oh, art man. direct so much easier with generative fill, yeah. you know, and I don't think a lot of people are getting, I don't hear a lot of people getting pissed off about generative fill, you know? The best thing in, about generative fill is just circling something and hitting the button and it erases it. Yes. That's like the 100%. most magical thing. Or, or like, I, I ran into this, I did some work for Body Armor uh, a few weeks ago where like I had to get rid of uh, like a logo on a basketball or something and it's like I gotta match the shadows and everything and it's like generative fill just does that it just yeah. matches all the shadows mm -hmm. you know you don't need to worry about it at all yeah yeah that's the type of stuff I want to see yeah but yeah I'm super excited to have Merc back mm -hmm. that's great I'm really excited about that plugin that will be something I buy day one cool alright if you're watching live right now on uh, TikTok, uh, make sure you tap the screen. Get us on FYP. That would be really nice someday. But um, we've got a follower goal going, too. We are only like 70-something away from our fo follower goal. So please follow us on TikTok. It's at MoGraph.com, all spelled out. Uh, don't forget about the poll. MoGraph.com slash weekly poll. If you, if you haven't done it, I'll bring it up right now just so you can scan it if you want to. You can see that uh, yeah. some more numbers are coming in. So scan that because we're going to talk about that next real quick. We're going to take a break and then we'll be on to Unreal. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. I wanted to talk about Unreal a little bit and... Mm -hmm. Uh, talk about what we were talking about in the poll and talk about this, I, I don't know what you want to call it, this plague epidemic 
I, I feel like it is. That the, the problem oh. is uh, that when it comes to Unreal... Did we do? Did we just have a little bit of a internet glitch? Are we good? Are we still I good? had, yeah, I had a had something froze. Everything froze on my side yeah. for a second. I think we're still good though. Everybody's still yeah. there. Everybody sent sent us a chat. Are we still good? Looks like we're good. That's weird. It just glitched for a second. Anyway, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, looks like we're still running. So, yeah, here's the problem. Here's here's the problem. And and I <laughs> don't hate me for this. Okay, I'm not bashing on Unreal. But there are certain things that Unreal is good for, and there's certain things that it's not good for. And I don't feel like I, – I feel like it's it's a big-time buzzword right now. And I, I think that even some Unreal people that I've talked to about have have uh, admitted to the same thing, that it's just such a buzzword for clients. And not necessarily for, like, designers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I do think that there are – some people that are in Unreal that are going to try and do everything in Unreal despite it being more complicated, um, yeah. which is fine. Whatever you want to do. The The thing is that um, – here's an example. I, I made a comment the other day. Somebody posted something in the virtual production Unreal uh, Facebook group, right? Mm-hmm. And they posted something about how great it is and whatever, and it didn't look that great. Yeah. Like like not what they did. What they did was fine, but like you know, it it's like jagged edges and especially the thing I don't like about Unreal is the depth of field. It's so fake. Mm-hmm. It's so fake. It's very like they, fake. They take yeah. the edges of things and blur them and you can still see the line <clears throat> through it. It just doesn't and and it's understandable why it doesn't work, but it's just there are times when that completely makes sense, right? But mm-hmm. um I have noticed that you know, talking to a lot of friends, right, that they are working with studios where for some reason they have to, like, convert stuff to Unreal. They don't have a reason yeah. for it. They're not putting it in a video game. They're not, <laughs> like, they're not doing anything, like, interactive. It's just, no, mm-hmm. you're doing all this stuff for us, but also we're just going to convert it to Unreal because reasons, right? Yeah. And, you know, like Chris says here in the chat, we're, we're doing motion graphics, not making video games. These studios that get it in their head... <clears throat> That they have to use Unreal because Unreal's their hammer and everything's a nail, right? So, yeah, I mean, it, I don't that's know. What's I've done killing a, me, you know. I've done a bunch of Unreal jobs over the past, you know, few months, and um, I think I think the advantage that people are looking at with Unreal is a cost advantage right when you're not having to deal when you're not uh the uh, uh, one of the companies that i'm working with currently um their whole push to move to unreal is so that they don't have to spend massive amounts of money on render farms because uh uh we'd be working on gigantic led screens and you need really high resolutions and stuff like that and doing that through like regular rendering stuff is going to be ridiculous but here's the stories i keep hearing is that people design this stuff and then they convert mm -hmm. it all over to unreal and it's not real time because the client wants all of these things and then we're back to rendering again so what's the point you know? Yeah, I, I did just do a job uh, where <laughs> – actually, yes. I did a job last week 
where they gave me an Unreal scene, and I, apparently they don't know how to a- animate inside of Unreal. So um, I was just moving stuff around, and I added a few Niagara particle sims and stuff like that, and then added some cars and stuff. But it's like <clears throat> the cl- their client specifically said, don't bake the animation into like whatever DCC you're using and export it out as like a FBX or whatever. Mm-hmm. But actually animate them and get them moving inside of unreal so if they want to update the geometry or something like that they can you know which i I get that but it's like they weren't rendering this for real time for a video game or something like that they you know were literally just putting it in an unreal to do it have it in unreal i think the problem is that the people that are getting the buzzword and don't understand the difference between i mean your average person is going to see unreal and cinema 4d and blender and not know the difference between them right yeah yeah absolutely it becomes this buzzword it's oh we got to do it this way and because it's faster but then it ends up costing them more money it take it ends up taking twice the time and sometimes i've seen instances where they just go back and back to octane or something because it didn't yeah. work the way they want. There's clients that are like, we want particles, we want water, we want fire, we want smoke, and we want steam, and we want it in Unreal, and we want it to be real time. It's like, no, yeah. you're not going to get that. So Unreal is so great for so many things, but th- you have to know when to use it. And this, I think this buzzword thing is going to – the buzz is going to die down just a little bit, and people are going to yeah, start know. realizing that, hey, we have to pick the right tool for the right job. Yeah. Not what I find unreal. interesting is you know. like the job the job that I, I I think when using it for motion graphics, like I, I don't know, you've got to have a pretty good understanding of the workflow of right. Unreal before you decide to go that route. Mm-hmm. Like one of the jobs that I'm working on, I 100% get why they're trying to do that because the rendering time is the major crux for all of sure. it. So if you can go from spending ten thousand dollars rendering you know over the course of like two days versus rendering it out on a machine over two days one machine right and it looking 90 percent of the same you know 90 percent the same who cares you know like that's that that is a workflow that i would want to go with but if you're just using unreal just just to use unreal like right it, it that doesn't make sense to me because I, I have a, a small farm here, and it's very fast, mm-hmm. and I general, in general, I try to keep things like 30 seconds to a minute <laughs> for each frame, right? Like 30 seconds yeah. to a minute for a rendered frame, and the things that I usually do are short. Okay, so we're yeah. talking about I just go grab a cup of coffee and use the bathroom, and I come back and it's done. If I went and did that and it took 10 minutes to render something or even 30 minutes mm-hmm. to render something – but then I had to spend four hours converting it to Unreal, so I gained five minutes in render time. Like, right. That's what I'm talking about. That, well, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I say it's very important. If you're going to move into the Unreal scene, you right. have to understand that workflow, and you right. have to understand it well, because otherwise it, it's just going to cost you time. Right. It's just going to cost you time. And Brett in yeah. the chat is right. You know, Avalanche definitely yes. will be something, but that's also working with like a lot more... 2D pre-rendered plates, things like yeah. that. You know, you're not render, you're not heavy rendering in real time, at least as far as I know, so far. Yeah. 
you know, um, what's this? I, I just did, Brett wow. said, I just did a large ArcViz type job, rendered it all in Unreal, and that could not have been done with Redshift. 18 minutes of animation every two hours. Every that's two hours. Good. That's, that's pretty good. That's amazing. But again, it takes yeah. knowing the workflow. It takes uh-huh. knowing what is op- what has to be optimized and how. And when to use it. When exactly. to use it. And what, like this would be a situation, yeah. Right. When you're also dealing with massive ske- uh, 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 scenes or sizes, dimensions for your final renders, that's a good reason to use it. There's just – okay, so like the, the Facebook group, right? I think the guy got irked mm-hmm. at me because – that's not surprising i made some yeah i made some comment on there like yeah it's cool but you know you still have you know it just doesn't look as good and he's like what do you mean it doesn't look as good i'm like you can tell when something's in unreal and that's my thing i've been saying you know you know how you Mm -hmm. know it's in unreal because it doesn't look as good as it could yeah and and because if you're if you're a serious artist and you want to make a project and you want to make it look just accurate right you want Mm -hmm. all the gi you want all the things you want all the reflections all of that you just want it to look completely photorealistic and the depth of field and all the things if you go and do that in unreal as compared to octane there isn't a way to make it look as good unless you like use octane or you your render Mm -hmm. takes a long time there's no real-time version that's going to look like a 10-minute render in octane there's just not yet could change yes right yeah but he got upset because he he said something like, "Well, why are you even in here? Why are you even in this uh, this uh, <laughs> this Facebook group if you don't want to use mm-hmm. it?" I'm like, "Because I'm not saying that it's never going to be a thing. I'm not saying it's never going to work. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. never going to get better. But I I follow the technology. Are you gatekeeping who can be in the virtual? That's what <laughs> I said. Are you gatekeeping who can be in virtual production now just because mm-hmm. I use another?" tool i can't keep an eye on other tools that might help me down the road and learn about it and understand what's going on so i can talk about it you know i said i I even said i think you're getting a little emotional about defending (laughs) unreal you're you're oh boy i'm sure that was that that no no it actually turned into a good conversation you know oh matt's in the chat what's up dude wondering where you've been so um it's it's just one of those things where like you can't fully defend it like that emotionally. Mm-hmm. I feel like just learn when the best time is to use it and know, and, I mean, if it's getting better, it's getting better. But yeah, I, I think everybody would probably agree with me with that. I have, I've heard a lot of people complaining that their clients just use it as a bud word, a buzzword. So a bud, <laughs> a bud word. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, let us know yep. what you think again, mograph.com slash weekly poll. We're going to check on that here in a little bit. Uh, we are going to go over to NAB, though. Talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so uh, NAB uh, is coming, jeez, in like, what, two months? Less than two months. Coming up quick. So you ready for that, Dave? Nope. Um, April 13th through 17th, uh, join us at NAB. Um, if you're looking to get a free exhibition only ticket, mm-hmm. uh, Maxon has them. The code is SL4104. No, that's the booth number. No, sorry. Number. That's their booth. Sorry. The passcode is NS9977. So you can pick up a free exhibition only uh, pass. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of us are already booking our flights and booking our hotels and stuff like that. 
Um, a good majority of us are probably staying at the MGM or around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, south on the Strip. Uh, yeah, you can you can get honestly like such cheap flights and cheap hotels and stuff like that. Come and join us. Uh, normally Sunday nights we do the big MoGraph meetup, which I believe is still happening. Uh, this I year. have gotten word through the grapevine that that is happening, so we'll have more details okay. about that soon. Cool. And then uh, Monday we do the uh, uh, karaoke. Uh, mm-hmm. the MoGraph karaoke, uh, stuff, which is great. Uh, Tuesday is the pinball party, the Maxon pinball party. Then Wednesday, everyone either goes home Free for or all. whatever. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you have any so, questions or anything about it, let, let us know if you've never been there before, we'll be talking about it more leading up to it. And you can get in our Slack and, uh, you know, get your invite for the, the, mm-hmm. the death match and then ask questions in the NAB the events channel or NAB channel? We have an NAB. There's channel. an NAB 2024. It was funny. It was. It yeah. said 2023, and then uh, uh, I believe Raid Zero changed it to 2024. Yeah, I actually went to go update <laughs> yeah. it, and I saw it had been changed uh-huh. already. So that's yeah. thanks, yo. It's nice. Thanks, yeah. yo. And uh, Phil will be. Uh, joining we'll be us at in the Vegas. death match. Yeah, the, the death match and in Vegas. Oh so. yeah, he's going to be at the death mm-hmm. match and Vegas. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot, lot of fun. traveling, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, hmm? I was going to say, yeah, I'm not traveling as much this year, which is really nice <laughs> in comparison to last year. Yeah, well, same same with me as well. I still got some travel, but, man, it's a little more relaxed. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should see. I Rev and I both want to do some sort of DJ something at uh, NAB. We're trying to figure out at what yeah. point we could DJ. That would be fun. I wonder if we so. could put make one of the rooms uh one of the rooms in the karaoke machine yeah. in the karaoke room <laughs> yeah that'd be really cool that'd be fun we yeah. have to have like a mograph dj party which is yeah. all mograph djs yeah get, get zip in there get mellow in there who else yeah who else i don't know i don't know you're all on your ipads <laughs> being djs yeah uh, maybe something at the Beeple <clears throat> event too. We should invite Mixmaster yeah. Mike. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, he's been wanting right. to come. I don't know if he's been to the studio yet, so you should yeah. see. We'll go to Winbush and see if he wants to get him a ticket. We'll hook him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be cool. Oh, Matt said, yeah. Be sure to add your monorail pass when you register. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyone had. No, I don't think there's open access to Sora yet. Uh, yeah, well, I think they're so. they're accepting applications, but I don't know if they've done anything with that yet. Uh, yeah, do it. Ezra, what's that? What's Ezra? I don't know. I don't know. I know there's stuff. I know there's <laughs> anyway. stuff better than it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about. Did you? Uh, uh, hmm? Were you affected by the AT and T outage last week? Ah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about let's that. Let's talk about it. Right. I, you see my segue? So, I segued so, for you. Nice segue. <laughs> so Solar Cycle 25 has begun, and I think it was about, I don't know, what was it, about a week or two ago I was talking to you about Solar Cycles? Yeah. I mean, you talk about you talk about weather all the time. I've never well, met anyone different. other than my wife who talks about the weather as much as you do. <laughs> well, this is different, though. This is Solar Cycle 25. We're starting uh-huh. to get a lot more... 
uh, uh, flares that could potentially affect us. And I've been watching some of it. And uh, when I woke up now, I, I don't think that at first there were like actually some weather people who had reports mm-hmm. and they were saying like um, that these outages were caused by solar flares because a big one. I don't just think happened. they are. I don't yeah. think they were. Um, a lot of people were thinking, well, maybe it affected satellites. But it didn't make it all its, the whole way through the ionosphere and yeah. messed up our electronics, right? But, um, and a lot of people, here's the thing. Here's what doesn't make sense to me. If it was a solar flare, it would mm-hmm. affect multiple carriers. And a lot of people are saying, oh, yes. it's AT&T. It was more than just AT&T. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There were well, because a weird... lot of a lot of carriers will share the same cell towers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but from what I heard, what I heard was basically they pushed an update to the network. You know, and it was a bad update. And so what happened was they then rolled back the update, but because of that, that messed up the registration on your phone, and there was such an influx of registration requests, they couldn't get through them. They had to actually manually push a bunch of them. Well, that makes sense, kind of. Yeah. Why is Verizon and Cricket affected, and why is uh, well, our website I, I mean, I down? think they probably all share, you know some some cell towers and stuff i know what is it mint mobile or something they use at&t's networks cricket uses either at&t or verizon or something like or maybe both i don't know i think cricket uses at&t i thought it was so weird because i woke up and i had sos on my phone and i was like that's weird so i tried resetting and it was still sos and i looked at my wife's phone and i looked at my kid's phone and they were both fine you know i was like this is weird yeah yeah well, I think that it's important to think about what you would do in some sort of a major solar event, right? And at least mm-hmm. just have a little bit of backup stuff. Now, we're talking like the, – the problem is if this really happened, there would be a lot more worries. But, you know, like the internet not working and cars not – I mean, cars yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, with their computers and everything now, cars wouldn't even work. So it's a matter of like being prepared at least to – to you know maybe have a radio that's protected you know ham radio or something have some other (laughs) anything that's electron but if you want to imagine something super bad happened like imagine it took everything out and all and data centers and everything dropbox is gone backup clouds are gone all of that right you might never see a picture of anybody ever again if you don't have backups of your pictures right you can't take it off your phone you can't it's all gone you know, you might be have a lot of other worries, but you would maybe like to have some old photos, right? So I'm taking an old laptop and I'm putting mm-hmm. it in a Faraday bag, right, with a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff on it. I'm going to put a lot of important things on a hard drive, put that in a Faraday, ba- Faraday bag, and I also have a Faraday box mm-hmm. that I got, and I'm going to put um, a, ra- a radio in it and stuff, right? Ham, ham radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that can broadcast because, you know, I don't really have a license, but I don't think it's going to matter at that point. Yeah. You know, so I got these bags and I showed this off on Discord the other day. I'll I'll see if I can do this in real time here um, on on the show and make it work. But, you know, this is all it is, right? Like, yeah, you know. That's it's it. it's similar it. I think it's similar to like, you know, the the, the bags that you get with um, like hard drives like actual like big hard drives are they Faraday? you know 
I think they are oh. because so what's funny is uh, remember back in the day <laughs> this is going to date us um, remember back in the day when uh, your phone would start before it would start ringing or whatever yeah. on your speakers mm-hmm. if you threw your phone into one of those bags you wouldn't get that but I also don't think well, you'd course. get a phone call you wouldn't get the phone call Okay, yeah. Here, I'll try and do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on our live. Uh-huh. See if I can do it. The other day it didn't work because I realized it was buffering. It was buffered, oh, so right. it kept going. So I'll I'll right. wait and I'll start the live whenever. Okay, let's see. And I got to turn it up too. We're gonna see how, how much were those Faraday bags. It wasn't much. It wasn't that much. I don't remember yeah. exactly because I bought a whole bunch. You know, in bulk, mm. kind of not not a lot, but like five or six yeah. plus. There's different sizes. Preppers are us. Yeah, preppers or us. All right, let's see what happens. I'm going to bring up the show. I'll let it load here. Get a little uh, stream going. All right, let's see what happens. I'm going to bring up the show. Oh. Let it load here. Get a little uh, stream going. All right, let's see what happens. I'm going to bring up the show. Oh, I love how it's just repeating the exact same thing right. over and over again. There it goes. It stopped. There it goes. Yeah. That's it cool. It ran out of buffer, and then it turned off. Yep. So let's see when I, so, when I take it for out. Those what who happens. worried about the CIA uh, implanting thoughts into your brain, just so wear a Faraday bag at all times. As soon as I open the top, it yeah. comes, it's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool, cool that it, like, you know, actually comes back online. Yeah. Yeah, that little one might be good for a phone or something. Grab, grab one yeah. of your old phones and put it in there. You know, the yeah. one you got in the closet. Take a hard drive, put it in here, use the box, just put some stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a big prepper, but I, I do think about that sometimes and, yeah. you know, how bad we could really get messed up with, even if it's I have a, a backpack. small solar thing, you know? Like, imagine, yeah. like, we had, like, a minor event and, like, some stuff kind of broke and maybe some yeah. people's hard drives corrupt, but some don't, you I mean, know? honestly, even lightning, lightning can do that if it's too close, you know, if it strikes too close, we had right. we had a bunch of our electronics go out uh, in my house uh, when our house got struck by lightning when I was growing up. And oh, and uh, EMP. What, mm-hmm. if, what if there's an EMP attack? That's the first thing I thought when when all the phone lines went out like that and everybody had SOS. Yeah. I'm like, who's about to attack us? They, you take out the communications yeah, first. I know. That's how you do it. <laughs> That's a- <laughs> you know, yep. or or did a nuke I know, go off? Like which that causes uh, an EMP type thing when a nuke goes off yeah the uh uh for those like when i went through the tornado back in what was it whenever uh, a long time ago 2016 i think it Mm -hmm. was yeah you know it was impossible to make a phone call like you just Mm. couldn't get through to anyone and it was it it was crazy took me 45 minutes for a four minute drive to get to my house to check it out and i could not get through to anyone you got so it was absolutely yeah, that, that you have help. SOS, but yeah. I don't know if that SOS is actually going to work. I don't I mean, know. It's supposed to. The new one is supposed to let you make satellite calls or whatever, right? Yeah. So, you know, you'd be able to hopefully get out. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. We got one more. We got one more. Where is it? Headline number eight, Notion Calendar. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I don't. I, I had it in my notes a while back, and I kind of went over it. Uh, skipped mm-hmm. over it. I think we were having Jules on, so I was kind of like, you know, well, is it, it a new time. calendar edition in Notion? Is that what it is? So it's a separate app. Oh, okay. It's a completely separate app. So what I have, what what it does first of all is it takes everything that's in your Notion, 
and anything mm-hmm. that has a date on it, it puts it into the calendar, right? Which is really cool. And you cool. can filter it too. You can do all the same mm-hmm. filters if you don't want to see everything. But the other thing is it brings in all of your uh, other calendars. So you like can attach Google and Google, all Apple, the other ones. Like everything, That's right? So you have everything that you have to do task wise on a timeline. You can click on it and it opens that notion node or whatever you would call it, mm-hmm. right? And you can go into everything. Plus, on the calendar, you could just move it around, you know? You could also set it up so it kind of exports everything back out, so I have it all coming back into my Apple calendar, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. so I can still see everything on my watch. But that's really cool because now I have, like, this ecosystem. Like, before, if I had a bunch of – I do everything in Notion, right? So if I had a bunch of stuff in Notion and it's like, oh, I got to do that that day and I got to do that that day, I would maybe have a, a date listed on it but if it's something big like not a little task but if it's something major for the day i gotta go over here and put it in my calendar too mm-hmm. and so i'm doing this thing twice uh it's over here yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, over yeah. here yeah. And if i change the date i gotta you know what i mean um back and forth back and forth back and forth but that's what's great about it is you can you can uh bring it all in bring it all back out and it's just like this all-encompassing calendar for everything yeah and the thing that i've really been liking lately about notion and really getting into is the fact that you know when you when you open up a a node i, I call it a node mm-hmm. just because i don't know because i'm a, a sure. animation nerd uh you can use markdown you can do bullet points you can do coloring oh. all the stuff we use in our notes together right yeah, but yeah. they also have like a home page now like i had done my own dashboard at one point and I still use my own dashboard, and it just shows, you know, uh, short-term stuff for the week or the next two weeks mm-hmm. or whatever. But now there's a home page, and it kind of mm-hmm. does all this stuff for you. And, and it's really great even, like, try to use Notion on your phone kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, and they're making it <laughs> if better. If it loads at all. Yeah, but they're making it better. And what I like is the fact that it shows, like, recents. It goes to home on your phone. And I'll see if I can bring it up real quick. Um it goes to like home on your phone, and uh, you're not going to be able to see it. But at the top, there's like these recent things, right? And so, if you had just done something on your desktop, you know, when you're trying to share a link for something, but like it's on your desktop, and then you want to put it on your phone, so you just throw it in a Notion or Notes or or something, so you can grab that link on your phone. Uh, it shows the recent stuff. So, like right now, episode 401 that we're doing right now is the most recent on here. So I can just bring it up and go to my headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm really enjoying all of that. And what's great is now this this integration, the new home screen, everything else combined with the calendar is really great. Really great. So That's cool. Um, there's just so many different ways you can use it. You can change the change the databases on the fly, you know, change the sorting, doing all that. If you haven't used Notion at all, man, I run my life through Notion now, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I love it, though. So, um, all right. We're going to check in on our poll in just a second. Don't forget, it's um, mograph.com slash weekly poll, or if you're watching live right now, you can click on the QR code, okay? One last chance. One last chance, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna double check on that, and then of course throughout the week we're gonna 
uh, check on it and, and have the results next week. Because I'm interested to see where people really think this going is going, where artists think this is going. Is it just going to be all Unreal or is it just going to be part of the ecosystem? Yeah. Have its fair share, just like Blender, Maya, Cinema 4D, uh-huh. Unreal. Or is it going to take over the world? You know? So we'll see. But we'll be right back. Hey, fellow MoGrapher, I'm Dryson, and I would love to personally invite you to check out Frame One, a podcast where I sit down with creative leaders within our industry to hear the journey of their startup story, how they felt, and of course, uncover tips and tricks that they use to find success in their business. If you've ever considered freelancing, or maybe even starting your own studio, you need to check out Frame One, available on all podcasting platforms, and of course, at frameoneshow.com. I, sorry, I was doing my be real during the. <laughs> <laughs> I apparently went off an hour ago when we started the show. Yeah, so. it did. Wow, Ugh, you it's were been stressing. more than an hour. More than an hour. I was I stressing. I did a lot of fat fingers today, though. That's what I'll, t- I'll say. That's all right. That's what we called it on the. Uh, Man, on I got the road, this little fat fingering. I got, like, blue lights back uh-huh. here, and I gotta say, I'm really liking the way the blue is like blending into the gray. I, I i've got some blue hair dye i think i'm gonna go do it You're blue hair <laughs> as soon now. as we're done <laughs> yeah that'll, that'll cover up the gray right the blue right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be cool so uh one last time we're gonna check on this poll i shouldn't have brought it up before because now y'all know the i answers know already oh it's <laughs> oh, changed well, though. you got okay. one more there you go actually i yeah. never voted so you can say uh that's seven to one right now and uh, right. i think everybody is right except the one person yep. there <laughs> they are wrong <laughs> they are wrong no um i i uh i'm really looking forward to seeing what people think about that next week so mm-hmm. we'll check on that i don't know if we have anything else i think that's pretty much it i can't believe that's it we went that long actually i thought it was gonna be a short show yeah. i mean short in comparison to you know the two to four hour shows we did at the you know starting out yeah i like the new i like the new uh the new the new format the new format, yeah. Yeah, new format. Uh, that should be a poll, too. We'll do that next week. What do you think about yeah. the new format? Nah, go back to the old one. I hate this. <laughs> we'll just put it all back. It's like, oh, you don't like it? Cool. Oh. Deal with it. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, who knows what's going to be next week. We um, are trying to schedule some guests and things. We're yeah. talking to Ducky3D. We're going to talk a little bit about Blender yep. pretty soon. That might actually be next week. Uh, yeah. we, we haven't put it on paper yet, so you know, we'll figure that out. So make sure you just check us on social. Um, mm-hmm. Do the TikToks, do the YouTubes, do the Instagrams. You're going to see shorts. You're going to see stuff. Hey, and if you want to follow our personal accounts, you can do that too. You know? Yep. What's yours? Go to mattmillstead.mograph.com. Follow me on there. Ah, there you go. But what about all your other things? Your Instagram? I don't care about them. I don't update them at all. I only update my MoGraph site. Oh, well, okay then. Well, I am going to yep. be posting some TikToks on mine. Uh, Zeta.art is my website. You can find all the socials there. But I'm going to do some reels and things that – just some fun breakdowns, experiments, and see if anybody mm-hmm. likes it. If they like it, I'll keep doing it. If not, I'll just stop. You should break down the uh, digital deathmatch animation you did. I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah, After the cool. one I'm doing this week, I'm going to break that down as well. I got kind of Rad. a cool little format that I'm going to try and see if people like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But cool. uh, if you want to email us, info at MoGraph.com. If you want to hear about a specific topic of something's coming up, send us something to be like, hey, you should absolutely 
talk about this on the show next week and you know we might actually do it yeah and again slack just email us there's a discord we hang out all the time and uh i don't have anything else do you nope that's it all right that's everything i know appreciate you watching (laughs) hanging out with us while i fat finger it i'll practice more next week i promise so (laughs) until next time i'm dave and i'm matt have a good one later yo Pretty good, I guess. Introducing MoGraph TV from MoGraph.com, a free motion graphics and animation channel streaming your favorite content and favorite artists 24-7. MoGraph TV features motion graphics tutorials, talks, tips, inspiration, and replays of popular live shows. We offer something for all levels of designer, from introductory tutorials to high-level breakdowns and everything in between. That track looks great to me. MoGraph TV features software like Cinema 4D, After Effects, Unreal Engine, what up, what up? third-party plugins, and other 2D and 3D software. We also feature live motion events, short-form clips, crypto art, and even a little photo and video editing. Learn from the people that inspire you most. And stay up to date on all the latest industry news, announcements, and community events. You'll also see exclusive offers only available by watching. With three eight-hour blocks each day, you'll be sure to catch everything, no matter what your time zone. Keep it on as a companion to your workday and learn something new. Meet a friend, watch a demo, catch a classic tutorial, or even find new inspiration. That's a British word? A lot of things are British words. Yes, good luck with all your projects. MoGraph TV, television for the design community, 24-7.